been talking from the beginning of the year. I've been talking here anytime I've been speaking. I've been talking on the spiritual realm and walking by faith. Because God wants us to walk by faith. Amen. And to walk by faith means that you have to leave the realm of the senses. It doesn't mean to say stop using your senses. We need them. You know, you need your senses to see. You need your senses to cross the road. We live in a physical world. But we're not limited to the natural. Okay? We have a God that we can't see, but we know he's real. We love Jesus. The Bible says we haven't seen him, yet we love him. Do you see, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Faith is our proof. So all you need is faith. Praise God. But faith also is your connection with God. And faith allows you to reach out into God's realm, even though we're connected and are spurred into that realm. You know, you're, when you're born again, you're hooked into that realm. But just for illustration purposes, it gives us the ability to reach out and lay a hold of what God has for us so that God starts to affect our lives. Amen. In other words, if, if you're not saved, you're just a normal human being. Okay. The Bible says, I of myself can do nothing. You're limited to your natural, in other words. Okay. But when you walk with God, you have now been hooked into the arena where all things are possible. And to where God now can affect your everyday life. Now, in other words, you're not limited anymore. Many of you can say Jesus has made a difference in your life. You know what, I'm not the same person I was at 19 whenever I met Jesus, the Lord and Savior of my life. My life is completely different. I'm sure you you can say the same uh, about your own life. Because Jesus makes a difference in our lives. Why? Because we get plugged in. And when you get plugged into him, now you're receiving from him. It's like, as I was saying, you know, if you don't have Wi-Fi, you're, you're limited just naturally to what you can receive per se. You know what I mean into your home? There's a lot of junk in that. But I'm just saying for illustration purposes, there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad and, and um, Wi-Fi. But praise God, you can receive a lot of good from it. Okay? But if you don't have Wi-Fi, you're limited. But the moment you get plugged in, now you have, you've, you've a whole world there available to you that you didn't have before. You have knowledge, you have information. You know what? You can watch things. You can listen to things. You know, I'm so thankful for Wi-Fi. Because, uh, you know what, I listen to teaching a lot. Um, I research a lot. I type up a lot. I'm, you know what, Google's like my pal kind of a thing. Google, Google, Google this. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's an amazing tool and resource for, for study. It's an amazing tool and resource for information. You know what, you can, you can find out so much. And yet, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to YouTube. You can, you can have the Word going into your life a lot, which allows you to stay in that place of faith, where you stay in that place of believing God. Amen? So that then you're not limited to yourself, where you can reach out and receive from God. So we've looked at several things on this, on this, but you know what? All I'm trying to do is expand our thinking. Okay, that's all I'm trying to do in this. I'm trying to expand our thinking. And what I'm going to talk on this morning is really going to expand our thinking. Okay? But when you go to the Word of God, you find out really quick that you're dealing with a supernatural God. You're dealing with a God to where all things are possible. So you can't go to the Word of God with natural thinking. 
Because you're not going to be able to put God into your wee box or my wee box. Because God is bigger than all of us. Amen. So we need to expand our thinking. Okay. So like even when you open up the first page of your Bible, you're going to, you're going to see a God who made a universe through his words. I know with school and all, our kids, you know, have to contend with, you know, evolution and all of those kind of things. But, you know, when you strip it all back, what was there before the Big Bang? What caused the Big Bang? They don't answer all of those questions. And then everything is so random that they don't have the answers for everything. But I know it caused the Big Bang. The Big Bang was and God said. And it's not a Big Bang theory, okay? I'm not, I'm not a, one of those... Have, I don't have any area of evolution in my thinking, okay? But I know this. Everything started with, and God said. But before God said, God was there to say it. So we know what was there to start everything. It was God. Amen? So when you go to Genesis chapter 1, you have to see it. You have to deal with a God who created everything with His words. The Bible lets us know that everything you can see was created out of things that you can't see. What was it created out of faith? It was God's words. So you're dealing with a God that is amazing. You start dealing with a God who caused a woman at 90 years of age to become pregnant. I know Adrian has that anointing, but, uh, but she's not 90 yet. She's a long way to go. But she's not in agreement with me, not one bit. <laughs> but I'll keep, I'll keep her going about that. <laughs> but you, know, you, do, you read about Samson, a guy, when the Holy Ghost came upon him, what he could do. You know, all of the Philistines that he, that he killed. But you see a story where he took um, the gates of the city with the post and all, and he carried that for miles. You know what? That, that we're dealing with a supernatural God. You're not going to be able to put God into your own wee box, okay? The Bible talks about an axe head that, that swam. Yeah. You know, the axe came off the head. You know, when it goes into water, what does it do? It sinks to the bottom. But you know, when you read the Word of God, it tells you that an axe head floated. Now, you're going to have to put your brain somewhere to be able to. <laughs> you're only going to be able to grasp that by, by faith. Moses delivered the children of Israel with what? A stick. A stick. Yeah. I was just thinking about it again the other day. When Moses put the rod down and it turned into a stick, where did God tell him to pick it up from? The tail. You don't, you don't pick a snake up by the tail. You watch any of them guys, where do they go for? They get behind the head. They have all of these tools to get behind the head. It takes trust to lift up a snake by, by the tail when God said pick it up by the, the tail. And you know what? If you're going to walk by faith, you're going to have to trust God. God is beyond our... Human reasoning. You know what? Moses, you know, he parted the Red Sea. Uh, Elisha parted the waters. Elisha parted the waters as well. Now, these are just a couple of things, you know, just a couple of things I just wrote down quickly. You just read the Bible. You will see, you know, miracle after miracle. You'll see a supernatural God. You see with the children of Israel where they were fed manna. And, and this is amazing manna. You know, this, this is manna that when you take it, it'll, it'll, it'll stink after that day. If you try to keep more, it'll stink. Apart from a Friday. Yeah. So you had, you had manna that would only last for one day. Apart from a Friday, every Friday it lasted for two days. Yeah. Yeah, what, kind of, what kind of thing is that? You see, it was a miracle. You know, you have the children of Israel. They, they had clothes on them that grew 
and didn't wear out for 40 years? Groove on them, stayed fashionable for 40 years. All the women start crying. <laughs> when are we ever going to get shopping? Is there any shops in our promised land? <laughs> You know, Elisha called down fire from heaven. Elisha was caught up to heaven in a chariot of fire by angels. Amen. Now you really have to expand your mind. A virgin conceived. See, we have to walk by faith. If we're going to be people who believe in God, you have to walk by faith. There's no other way to walk. Jesus' first miracle was to turn water into, into wine. That's a miracle. And it wasn't just wine, it was fine wine. It wasn't just wine, it was the best. You know, for, for to have the best wine just naturally, it takes years. It takes years for vines to grow and develop and all of those kind of things. And then it takes time for wine to be fine wine. Jesus turned water into fine wine. It was like taking all of that time and just going boom. You really have to walk by faith. I'm telling you, God can do things like that take what can take years and bring it to pass in your life in a day. Amen. Amen. Something that should have took a long time to come to pass, God can restore the years that the locusts have stolen. See, if you walk with God, you have to expand your thinking. You have to expect more when you walk with God. You have to be able to walk... You know, in, in life and apply the Word of God in your life and be faithful with the Word of God in your life. But don't, don't limit God that God can't change things in your life like that. Yes. So faithfulness allows you to be consistent in the Word week in, week out. Yeah. See, if you just go miracles and all of those kind of things, a lot of people don't know how to function on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Um, but then there's other people who can function on a day-to-day basis, but they don't believe God for anything. And so we need to have the ability to continue in the Word, but don't limit God as well. Expect suddenlies in your life as well. Expect that God can turn things around in your life. Things aren't always going to be the way they are now, in other words. God can turn things around. But when you walk with God and you walk by faith, that's the way you think. You see, I can't get away from a, from a God that can do all things. I think like that in every situation. Soon when I, had to, I start thinking, God... God, what can you do in this situation? I start dreaming. Start thinking with God. So a virgin conceived, praise God. Do you know what? Jesus healed the lame, the blind, the dumb. There's a few out there we could bring in here. (laughs) Um, The dumb, praise God, and the maimed. Do you know what the maimed means? It means impaired. It means that you have have parts missing from your body. How many know God can can give you parts back? Don't limit God. Don't limit God. There's many a miracle where a, per- a person had their ovaries taken out and then got pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. There's people have been born without eardrums and then started to hear. Yeah. Don't limit what God can do. When you walk with God, you have to live by faith. You have to think bigger. Amen. Amen. You know what? Jesus healed lepers. But do you remember the, the ten lepers? Do you remember the one who returned? Yeah. 
You know what? He, he was made whole. There's a difference between being cleansed and being made whole. You can be cleansed from leprosy and there's no leprosy left in your body, but that damage that that leprosy done is still there. So you can have, you know, heel stubs and, you know, fingers have, have fallen out. You don't have to point the finger at anybody when you're a leper. You just take it up and throw them at them. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can go a step further, you know, what? I've really point at you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what? Jesus healed lepers, made them whole. You know what? Jesus raised the, raised the dead. Several people he raised from the dead. One guy he raised from the dead after four days. Yeah. Rigam Mortis yeah. had started to set in. And in Israel, it's hot. Yeah. And the sister says, he's going to be leaping. Yeah. <laughs> he's already stinking. But you know what? God knows how to do things. Amen. No, don't limit God. Lazarus was raised from the dead. Amen. Amen. Jesus calmed storms. You, you know, when you read, all I'm trying to say is when you read the Bible, you're going to encounter a God that does amazing things. Amen. And when you believe that God, he'll do amazing things for you. Daniel says, those that know their God, they will do, they'll be strong and do great exploits. So if you want to do great exploits, you get to know this God to whom nothing is too difficult and nothing is too hard. If we can explain everything in our lives to the natural, then we just encountered our senses. But if there's things in your life where you can go, look what the Lord has done. Well, then he can, he's the only one who can get the glory for that. Amen. Amen. Jesus walked on the water and people say, oh, that's great for, for Jesus, but so did Peter. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now, you may not walk in the water. I know, I've known people who've tried to walk in the water and sank, okay? Because you know what? They're stepping out on the word that God gave to Peter, okay? And you can read all of the stories in the Bible and there's many of them of miracles and amazing things happening. But all of those stories are for our faith because God's going to tell you to step out on something and you need to know when you take that step that you're not stepping out into the dark. Faith is not a, a, a step in the dark. Faith is a calculated step on God's word. So when you take a step in God's word, you, let me tell you, there's enough in that word to keep you up there and to get you to your destination. The only time that word stopped working for Peter is he took his eyes off Jesus and put it back on the natural. And as soon as he put his eyes back on the natural, he started to sink. But as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he walked on the water. Yes. Now, I've never walked on the water. I don't know anybody in here, apart from maybe Ace. <laughs> but, but I've never walked on the water, okay? But you know what? I have walked on the water in arenas yes. to where I've had to take steps of faith into things. And so whatever God tells you to do, that's why faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It talks about there in the Greek, it comes by hearing by the word of Christ. We're his sheep, we hear his voice. When you hear the word and God speaks to you and it goes off in your heart where you believe it, then that's a rhema to you and you can step out on that. Okay, God will show you things for your life. Things that go with a call and the destiny and the purpose of God for your life. But if God calls you out on something, you can know that faith comes first. Don't step out in somebody else's faith. Yeah. 
That's when you'll sink. You can't live on somebody else's faith. You can learn from somebody else's faith, but you can't live on somebody else's faith. You can learn by somebody else's testimony, but that's their testimony. You have to get your own testimonies with God. And the only way you get your own testimonies with God is by walking with God. And when you walk with God, then He speaks to you. Amen? His Word is for all of us. But I'm telling you, God will speak to you in your spirit. No, it's not weird and flaky. I've seen some people do some weird flaky things. You know, they're listening for voices all the time. No, just get in the Word. Spend time with Him. You don't need to listen to voices from out here anyway. Amen? Very rarely does God ever speak in an audible voice. I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I've heard God so strong in me that you would think He was there beside you. But you know how I walk and how you should walk? By that inner witness. You just have that inner witness. Do you ever be in the Word and your heart just starts... <laughs> you just know, God, you're speaking to me and not amen. There's a amen that comes with it. Now, here's the greatest one of all. You have to believe that Jesus died with the sin of the whole world and then was raised again, amen, on the third day, paying the price for the sin of the whole world. It takes faith to believe that. Amen. But I'm telling you, if you don't believe that, you can't be saved. There's no salvation apart from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. You have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that you believe that Jesus died in your place, took your sin away, praise God, and was rose victorious over sin, hell, and the grave, and ascended bodily, and is seated in a glorified body at the right hand of the Father. Amen. As our high priest. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see it? No. But you believe it, that's faith. See, it's not about your eyes, it's what you believe. You believe with your heart, not with your eyes. Your eyes are necessary for this world because we live in a beautiful world that God made. But we, we don't walk by our sight, we walk by what we believe. God says that I believe it. Well, show me, show me out here. Show me in a test tube. No, well, I can show you. I can show you this didn't get here by chance. Because there's design in everything that you see. But I haven't seen God, but I've seen His handiwork. I can see His glory. Just get quiet and you'll know there's a God. Because there's design in everything. And that's the problem that scientists have. Is because everything that they look at and every time they delve deeper, all they see is design. Amen? All they see is design. You know, whenever, um, whenever Darwin, you know what, he, when you, you look at what he thought was in a cell and then what's actually in a cell, your mind is blown. That's just one cell. Then when they found out DNA, they've seen that there's a whole book in you. There's a designer, there's a code in you. There's a code in every part of your body. Well, I've never seen a book get here without an author. DNA proves there's a God. Everything that God made has design in it and everything God made has purpose in it. There is a purpose for everything that God made. There's only one way to explain it, not there's a God. But the problem is, is some people are so intellectual, they're stupid. Because they have to try and reason everything out and you're not going to reason out a God that's bigger than this Lump of meat that's between your ears. God is bigger than your brain. 
And if you're going to walk by faith, you have to learn how to bypass this. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It means that you understand, I need this to function here, but I need my heart to function from God and to draw from God and to live through me so that I'm not limited to my brain. I've got God. Faith, faith makes you superman and superwoman. Amen. To where you're not limited in the natural, you're connected to a God to whom nothing is too difficult, nothing is too hard. Amen. That's the way we have to think. Look, in Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. and verse 6 it says, Seek you the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Praise God. I'm telling you, for us as believers, God is very near. God's in us. Amen. You've Christ in you, the hope of glory. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. He never leaves you and he never forsakes you. Amen. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return on to the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our, uh, uh, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Verse 8, it says, For my thoughts are not what? Your thoughts. Neither are your ways. My ways, says the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And then it goes on to talk about that that God's word, it comes down just like the rain, just like the sun. And what does it do? It buds and brings forth fruit, because God's word will not return unto him void. It won't return unto him empty. Amen. You, You know what? We're people, we want the word of God in us. Yes. Praise God, so it causes fruit in our, our lives. But what you're saying there is God's ways and God's thoughts are so much higher than ours. So when you get saved, thank God you get the privilege then of starting to renew your mind. Yes. So what you're doing is you're getting your mind to catch up with what took place in your spirit. Amen? So would you start thinking God's thoughts and, God, and think, start doing things God's way. That's so much higher. When you get saved, you come up to a higher level. Amen? Now, Proverbs 3 and verse 5 is a, is a very famous scripture that I'm sure we've all, we all know. When I, when I was a child, my mom always had this scripture up in the house, to trust in the Lord. Amen? With all your heart. And lean not on to what? Your own understanding. Your own understanding keeps you in the natural. It keeps you limited. It keeps you like a, a, a caterpillar when God wants to bring you up to being a butterfly. Right. So if you just have caterpillar thinking, you'll, you'll just be like earthbound kind of, you'll have earthly thinking, you'll be carnally minded. Carnally minded doesn't have to necessarily mean sin minded as in like, um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, lustful things and all of that kind of thing all the time. It doesn't necessarily mean not yet that is carnally minded. Carnally minded just means you're naturally minded. It just means you just, you, you, you know, you're, you're, I'm only human, you know. You're, you are naturally minded. Spiritually minded is where you come up higher. You start to think God's thoughts. To comprehend God, your, your brain cells will just fry. Yeah, they will. They'll explode. There'll be smoke coming out of your ears. But thank God God gives us his word. 
so that we can receive his word. And his word allows our thinking to come up higher. Amen. So you trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. Well, he, he'll start to direct your paths and you can look on down there. You know, talks about, you know, giving and stuff like that. You know what? Giving doesn't make sense in the natural. Giving is a minus, but in God's kingdom, it's a plus. You know, honor the Lord with your substance and, you know, the, the first fruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with what? Plenty. It doesn't make sense to the natural, but that's the way God has set things up. It's a seed principle. Amen. Now, God is smarter than the whole lot of us put together. So when you come to God, you have to treat God like he's a wise God. The Bible calls him the only wise God. Okay. Calls him that several times um, in the scriptures. The Bible tells us, about God in Isaiah. I'm not going to look over here this morning, but in Isaiah um, chapter 40, you can read there that God weighed everything out for this planet. You know, weighed out the waters in the hollow of his hand. He's able to put a certain amount in there. No, had it all calculated, figured out. Amazing. Amen. So that the, 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 the waves come right up and then they go back down. They come right up and then they come back down. Even if there's like a tsunami or something, it made over, you know, because of a tsunami, but it goes back down yeah. and it stays in its, in its boundary. Yeah. He did that with the dust. He did that with everything. When you try to figure God out, you're going to find out that God is an amazing God. Job tried to do that. Job started blaming God for everything in his life. And at the end of it, the problem wasn't God. The problem was Job. Job's mouth was his own problems, or his own problem. He started to fear, and he, he was full of fear, and he started speaking his fears, and started speaking his fears, and speaking his fears. And that's what happened with, with Job. And at the end of, of the book of um, Job, you'll see, I'm not going to go over here either, but in chapter 38, you can read it in your own time. When you get to chapter 38, God's had enough of Job speaking, and God just turns around and says, Okay, smarty, where were you? Yes. Whenever I laid the foundations of the earth, tell me if you know everything. Yeah. And Job at the end of it said, you know what? I wish I put duct tape over my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes we just need to do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. God is letting Job know, Job, you're not as smart as you think you are. Yeah. Do you know what? We have to watch that we don't think that we're... That we end up and pride and thinking that we, we know it all. The Bible says when you think you know it all, you, ha you don't know as much as you should. <laughs> Amen? As a, as a great man of God said, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know, and that is the truth. Because there's layers to God. There's layer after layer. God said to Job, where were you when I put the clouds in the sky? You think of those clouds up there that they can absorb all of that water, they stay up there, millions of tons of water and we get it all in Ireland okay but millions of tons of it these clouds you look at them I mean you can see the mountains you know below and then you see the size of these clouds and it's mind-boggling and think of all of the water that is staying up in the clouds and they just float about there like candy floss you fly through them and everything and they just rain try and figure that out you can't. Man's getting smart now in the sense of that they're starting to build robots and all. And, you know, we think we're going to be the Terminator, <laughs> you know. But we have all of these robots and all. And it's amazing what they've been able to do. 
but they'll not come close to a human being. They may be able to put a chip in it with information and all of that kind of stuff. It's amazing what technology can do, but there's no robot can take the place of a human being. But it is amazing what they're doing. But I'm telling you, there's more design in this. It's amazing. We'll look at a robot, what they're doing, and we'll go, wow. We should look in the mirror and go, wow, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Fearfully and wonderfully made. People get blown away by a watch and all the cogs and everything in it and the, the amazing craftsmanship that goes into a watch. There's more design on the wrist that the watch goes on. And yet why are people going, not going, wow? There's doctors will study their whole life one part of the human body and never get to the bottom of it. One part. One part. There's people have been researching the brain for years and years. They're still, there's so much to learn. But here's the thing, there's a wonderful designer. That's all I'm trying to do this morning. I'm trying to expand our thinking this morning that there's a God um, that is amazing. I'll just call these things out quickly here. Psalms 147 says that God, His understanding is infinite. Amen. Isaiah 40, verse 28, it says, There is no search in His understanding. Praise God. His understanding is past finding out. You will not get to the bottom of God's thinking and understanding. Psalms 139 says, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I can't attain unto it. God's knowledge is amazing. Don't put God into a wee box of our thinking. God knows the very hers on your head. God is so amazing that he has a wonderful ability called foreknowledge to where he can see what's going to happen before it even happens. It's like we live here. Say this here. This is a, we live in time. There is time. We're looking at it like this. We can't see the end. All we can see is what's coming every time. That's all we can see. God lives in eternity. He is outside of time. He can see time at any time. He can visit it at any time. He knows the end from the beginning. What's that ability he has? It's called foreknowledge. God is not, God is not you know, um, natural. God is a spirit. Amen. God is a spirit. God is not limited to our thinking. God's ways and thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God can see the end from the beginning. That's why God can tell you the plan that he has for your life. Amen. God's not making your choices for you, but God knows every choice you will ever make. God knows, the Bible tells us, he knows the words that will come out of your mouth before they even come out of your mouth. Amen. Yes, yeah, still loves us. It's amazing. Amazing grace. When the Bible talks about the Holy Ghost in Isaiah 11, it talks about him being the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel. It says the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. I'm telling you, God is a God that is amazing. And here's the thing. You're connected to that God. Amen. What I'm trying to, to get you to see in this here, and it is a way out there, is that you're connected to a God who can give you answers that you don't have, give you information that you don't have, show you things that nobody's thought of. God could show you how to do things in work that nobody's thought of. God could show you a new system that nobody's thought of. God could give you, you know, show you a new computer programming that nobody has thought of. 
We're hooked into God. God can show you, you know, a, a business that nobody has thought of, a product that nobody has thought of. When you walk with God, God can give you information. Do you know why? Because God is all knowing. God can give you information that you have not learned, you have received. Amen. Amen. When it talks about Jesus, it talks about Jesus. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in Christ. And where are we? We're in Christ. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in us, in Christ. They're not, they're in Christ. Amen. Now, let me look over in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 for a second. Every morning, Donna prays over, over our kids. They're getting older now, like Tyler's, I'm still calling him a child, like, but he's 17. But, you know, from they have been this height, this height. We've always prayed over them, the things of God, but Don always prays over, the, over them going to school in the morning. And she will always pray that you have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God is formed within you. Every day you hear it, you have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God is formed within you. You have the mind of Christ. You hear that every day. You have the mind of Christ. The wisdom of God is formed within you. You have the mind of Christ. The wisdom of God is formed within you. We've always told our children that you are not limited just to your natural ability. You are connected to a God who knows all things. Amen. Now, does that mean like, you know, that you don't have gifts and callings. Look, we've all got strengths and weaknesses in the, just in the natural, but we all have giftings as well. And if you hook into the giftings that God has given you, they'll advance your life. And here's the thing about giftings. You didn't earn them. God gave you them. Amen. Amen. You know, when I got saved, I couldn't have done what I'm doing now. All I ever wanted to do before I got saved was art. That's all I could do. I always said, don't know much about history. And I didn't, I didn't have a clue. Don't know much biology. Didn't know any of that kind of stuff. Didn't know all of it. I didn't know, you know, I went to school, did the best I could. But when I got saved, this overwhelming passion to teach the word came in me. I didn't have that before. That's a gift. Understand? That's a gift. God can just give you things. That's what I'm trying to say. This God that knows all things, He knows how to put things in you. When you pray, what are you praying? You know what we pray, like, you know, for to understand the Word of God. What are we praying? The eyes of my understanding being in, enlightened. Amen. The Bible says, I has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And that's where a lot of people stop. But it says, but he has revealed them unto us by who? His spirit. His spirit is the spirit of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. And understanding. God knows all things. And you have the Holy Ghost living in you. Let me tell you, God can show you how to do things. God, God can drop a dream in your heart and he'll show you how to bring it to pass. If you're in a place where you don't know what to do, you can ask God to help you, give you the knowledge to know what to do. 
Now, I have the Word of God, you have the Word of God, we all have the Word of God, and there's no replacement for God's Word. I'm not saying, you know, chuck out your Bible. I'm, I'm a Word man. But you know what? I, I know whenever, whenever it came to raising kids, and I'm still in the process, my kids are getting older. I have the Word of God, and I'm following the Word, but I also have the Holy Ghost to reveal things to me through the Word of God. I ask God to help me be a, a dad. Show me things. Help me be a dad. Because I've never done it before. You know what I mean? You're, 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 you're standing there with a child and you're like, you know, God, I need help. Yeah. I need help. And then you get married and then you realize you really need help. <laughs> you get married first and then you have a child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let me just say, let me just say, yeah. Um, yeah, we did get married first. Right? <laughs> that, sounded, that sounded, but praise God. You know what? There's a lot of people that didn't in God's grace. Was abundant, amen. But you know what? Um, yeah, but that's the way God designed it. Yes, we got married first, <laughs> then four years later we had our first child, amen. Three years later, I see. <laughs> you see, up here we don't have it all together. Yeah. We need God. Yeah. But here's the thing: we have God. Yeah. Faith allows you to hook into a God who knows all things. All I'm trying to do this morning is expand our thinking. Whatever you do in life, you can believe God. Look, look what it says here in um, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 25. It says, For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God had chosen what? The foolish things of the world to do what? To confound the wise. Where did they get the ability to confound the wise? From God. God can take someone that's as daft as a brush and turn them into something mighty. Where does the information come from, God? And God has chosen what the weak things of this world to confound the things that are mighty, people that are mighty in arena. God can take, take someone that doesn't have it all together and cause them to do something mighty. Amen. Amen. Now, here's the thing. You can have everything in life. This is not about, you know, God just picking people that, you know, can hardly read or people that can, you know, that are as daft as a brush. Like, he's not picking triggers, okay, for everybody. You know what I mean? Understand if you're noni fools and horses. <laughs> he's, he's not picking trigger, okay? It's not like he's picking, he picks us all, okay? But here's the thing. Many people that are trigger in life, they know they need God. But God can take someone like a trigger who gets plugged into God, that God that is unlimited in knowledge, and start receiving. God can make that person wise. The book of Proverbs talks about that. God can give wisdom to the simple. Amen. He did it for me. Praise God. I have a long way to go. But he's been working on my life. Yet you can take a Moses who was trained in all the ways of Egypt a very intellectual man, but still knew he needed God. It wasn't working for him with all of his knowledge. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't have God in your knowledge, it doesn't work for you. God doesn't want everybody. I'm not saying, you know, he, God's gifted us all in different ways, praise God. But you know what? There's people that don't have it all together intellectually. They're maybe not, uh, uh, you know, great in science and different things like that or whatever. They're not good in school or whatever. But that doesn't mean to say there's not amazing things in them. And when you get hooked up to God, God can put things in you. When you get saved, God puts things in you. Amen. 
And God can give you knowledge is what I am trying to say this morning. God can teach you. God can show you things. I know for the last 30 years, when I stepped out into ministry, it's like, it's like um, the information just keeps coming. And it doesn't come from here because I'm not that smart. It comes from being in the Word. I've learned. I've went to school, uh, to school of ministry. I've done years. I mean years and years in Bible school. Years. And uh, I used to go to Bible school. And I'd done it for about, I'd say the equivalent of about three times because we had, had it in the church at the time. I did it. I, when I got to the end, I graduated. I was there the next, the next evening that was on again, straight back into Bible school, sitting at a, at a table. Do you know why? Because I've kept putting the Word of God in. Amen. And then when I started teaching Bible school, I would have taught my class and then went and sat down for the next one. Yeah. And I'd done that for years. Do you know why? Because you need to be under the Word. Amen. Amen. But I've learned a lot of things and I've listened to a lot of pe- people. But I'm telling you, do you know where whenever I study, do you know where it comes from? In here. Yeah. It comes from in here. Yeah. I put the word in because you need the word in. Then the Holy Ghost starts painting pictures with it, so to speak, and puts it all together for you. Amen. He's an amazing God. Amen. Amen. He is an amazing God. But here's why. It says in verse 29 that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are you in Christ Jesus. Look at this. Christ Jesus who has made unto us what? Wisdom. Jesus is your wisdom. Amen. Make Jesus your wisdom. See, when Jesus is your wisdom, you learn how to receive from him everything you do. No matter what it is, college, school, learn how to receive from him. God, I receive from you. I need, I need the knowledge. Do you know, um, when, I, when I moved down south, I, I, I worked in a factory. And I moved down south to, to go to church. And so um, I came down and I, I didn't, I didn't um, have anything apart from my left school. I was doing art. That's what I was doing. I had done about four years of art. Then I got, I got saved and I lost all desire for art. I mean, none. All I wanted to do was study. All I wanted to do was preach. Never studied a day in my life. Kind of a thing like did off and on for school periodically, but not consistently. I mean, no desire for study. None. Done everything to get out of it. Then all of a sudden, this overwhelming passion for the word. I couldn't get enough of it. It hasn't went away. It's 30 years later. It's still there. It's, it's like it just, it just in you. God put that in. I didn't put that in. I can't take any credit for the giftings that God has given me. Amen. But I moved down south, started working with a, a few guys in the church, um, doing PVC, fitting PVC on a building site. I couldn't cut a straight line. I could not cut. Like, it's a joiner's job. I came from making sausage rolls to cutting PVC and fitting them on new houses. God help them. But anyway, <laughs> that's what happened in the Celtic Tiger. But anyway, <laughs> but you know what? I'm cutting and I mean, I was getting frustrated. I couldn't cut a straight line. The guys actually came and said to me, Paul, I don't know why this is working out. You can't cut a straight line. I couldn't cut a Like you're coming from, you put a saw in your hand. It looks like it's easy to cut a straight line. It's like somebody hitting a golf ball. It looks easy until you go there and then you break the club hitting the ground. And you get so frustrated. I had to ask God to help me to do it. Inside six months, I was the main person on that site fitting PVC. For years. Only God. 
And you were called to fix other people? Yeah, that, then uh, I became the fixer. Uh, you know, go and fix somebody's work. See, Donna's dad. Donna's dad has, I don't know how many testimonies of businesses that he started that he couldn't do in the natural. I mean, he has done everything. He has been steeplejack. He has been, he's been a welder. He has been a million. But the greatest story is that he was a barber. <laughs> like, Ron's skilled in cutting her. Like, like, you can trust, you can sit in a chair and you know Ron's going to be able to cut. He's had years of experience. Them scissors, he's like Edward, scissor hands when you sit in there. He's, you know, he, they're, they're just part of us. When you've done it for that long, it's, it's just, it becomes part of you. Don, his dad opened the barbers and never cut anybody's hair in his life. Imagine the first customer. <laughs> but you know what? God gave him the idea. And he did it by faith. And God gave him the ability to cut her. Actually, Donna's brother, he came, out, he came out from underneath that. Donna's brother's the fastest barber I have ever seen in my life. And he's one of the most popular barbers you will ever meet. He cut my hair one day, and I took faith to sit in that chair because it was like, and the next thing it was over, and I was, thank God it's over kind of a thing. But he is a fast barber. He's an amazing barber, so he is. You know, he didn't go to school to learn how to do all of that there. He just, just sat with John, the barber. He had um, Clint Eastwood, or not Clint Eastwood, um, what do you call him? John Wayne. Donna's dad loves John Wayne. He had John Wayne stuff everywhere. He had the place done up like, like a John Wayne film. You walked in, it was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> take a seat if you're brave enough. <laughs> all I'm saying is God can give you knowledge. Amen? Don't limit God. Praise God. Beeziel. Is that how you pronounce the guy who made the ark? Bezalel. See, you can see the limits naturally. <laughs> Give me it again. <laughs> I usually get these names, but then when you're up in front and then the name goes out of your head. Your man, right? <laughs> was a slave. God gave him the ability to make all of the tabernacle, all of the artwork, everything, all of the, the cherubs and everything that was in it. The Bible lets us know that he made the top of the Ark of the Covenant where you had the cherubs. He made that out of one piece of gold beaten into place. A guy who was a slave in Egypt, the Bible says God gave him the wisdom to do it. Do you know what that is? That is a download. Peter had foot and mouth disease. Before the cross, every time he opened his mouth, it was only to change feet. He kept putting his foot in it. Every time he spoke, he put his foot in it. On the day of Pentecost, he stood up and he preached, and 3,000 people got saved. Word it, there was a change came in that man. Don't limit God to the natural is all I'm trying to say. You do not have to limit God to your own natural ability. Praise God. Adam, when God made Adam... Did he go to animal naming school? No. no. 
you know what? God gave him the knowledge and the ability. He didn't learn. He was given knowledge and ability. Amen? Given it. Don't limit what God can give you. I'm not saying don't learn. I'm not saying don't go to school. Go to school. Learn. Study the Word of God. I've been the Word as a lifestyle. That's my lifestyle. It's the Word of God. I love the Word of God. But I'm not limited just to my study. I have the Holy Ghost living in me. You have the Holy Ghost living in you. The Holy Ghost can give you things. Like, you know, learning English, the Holy Ghost can teach you Put you on the fast track of it, what should take years. God can give you it in a short space of time. All I'm saying is don't limit what God can do in your life. God said to Adam, I'm going to bring all the animals out and you name them all. You name every one of those animals. And he named every one of those animals and not alone named them, remembered them. Do you know why? Because he was hooked into God. God was his source. Amen. Do you see, when you walk with God, God already, well, later tells us in the Psalms, all of the stars up there, God knows them by name. God is a God that names things. God knows them by name. When you're hooked into God, God can give you knowledge. God can give you information. Just be hooked into your source, drawn from your source. Solomon got a download of knowledge. Did he learn it? No. The Lord came to him and said, ask me what you want. Yes, amen. And just for time, what did he ask for? Wisdom. wisdom. God said, wisdom is granted unto you. He had so much wisdom that the queen of Sheba came because she heard of his wisdom to come. And she said, half of it hasn't been told. Everything I've seen, the way you order things, the way you set things up, God can give you wisdom. God can give you wisdom in setting up church, doing church. Doing everything, doing your home, doing your work, God can give you wisdom. The Bible says, make wisdom the principal thing. Put it first in your life. Wisdom will add to your life. You can ask God, God, give me wisdom. Jesus is my wisdom. Amen. I receive from the Holy Ghost the spirit of wisdom. Lord, teach me things. Show me things. Didn't David say, God, teach my hands to war? God can teach your hands to do things just like... Your man making the ark. (laughs) He can teach your hands to do things. God can teach you things. He taught my hands how to do things that I had never done before. Amen. All I'm trying to say is don't put a God that is amazing into your limited box. Faith allows you to think outside the box. To see outside the box. There's lots of things you could look at. Um, Moses laid hands on the elders and the spirit that was on him came unto them. Joshua had wisdom to lead, the Bible says, because Moses laid his hands on him. You don't have to learn everything. God can give you it. You can receive it. Yes. The Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. If you're lacking in an area, ask God. How many times have we missed out on things that God has for us? Because we, we were too proud. I know it all. You come to God like a child. God, I need you. Amen. Teach me in my home. 
Teach me in my marriage. Teach me with the children, Lord. Teach me to pray about it. Show me, Lord. Show me when to speak and when to keep quiet. Show me when to just put my arms around them and say nothing. Amen. God can teach you. God, teach me when I go to work not to always be given my opinion and my mind and my two cents worth. It's not worth very much, Lord. Teach me to speak whenever the right time to speak. I don't mean to say we get everything. We can mess up. We can do things wrong. We all can. But what I'm saying is when you start thinking like that, what you're doing is you're, you're going forward leaning. You're going forward leaning on God and everything that you do. You're not doing home apart from God. You're doing home with God. You're not doing marriage apart from God. You're doing marriage with God. Amen. Some people just a full blast in there. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach at them. I'm going to preach at them. You might miss the right opportunity. Doing, I'm not saying you don't preach to people. You do. Sometimes it could be, do you know what? Let's just go for a walk. Let's just do things together. And then, do you know what? When you're talking and walking together, all of a sudden the door opens up. And when you get the opportunity, then you take it. But some people are, you know, all I'm saying is we have a source. Amen. Praise you, Lord. We're catching up in this generation of downloads. You know, we understand a download. You can get things on your phone like that, a download. But you know what? God can give you a download. Understand it from preaching. The amount of messages I know just from preaching, I study, do all them things. The amount of messages I have got, not by studying, I've already, I've studied. I keep studying. But how do you know the right message to preach? God can give you it like that. Amen? God can give you. That's why I don't like all of this rehearsed stuff, all of this. I mean, study, but you lean on the Holy Ghost. You can, we need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost in our churches. Amen? I know there, there are things that I have, my brain has had to try and process after God showed me it in the Spirit. But it's in line with the Word. It's not some airy furry thing. I can go back to the Word and see everything. But God can give you it like, boom. Yeah. And then go and unravel that yes. and study it out. Exactly. And it's like, whew. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Praise God. Lord, we love you this morning. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that we have the Holy Ghost. Lord, that you sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And he came to live in us forever. And I thank you, Lord God, that we have the Holy Spirit in us, Lord God. And he shows us things to come, reveals the things of God, shows us Jesus, glorifies Jesus in and through our lives, because only you get the glory, Lord. It's not about glory and in flesh. Lord, I thank you that we'll all have testimonies where we can say, look what the Lord has done. And to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Lord, I thank you don't like flesh glorying in your presence, Lord. But Lord, you use us in our body. But Lord, you don't want us taking the credit. Lord, we reflect the glory always back to you, Lord God. But I thank you for wisdom in our lives. Lord, I thank you for downloads in our lives, information that comes from you. That doesn't come from us. It comes from us. It comes through us. It comes to us and through us. But Lord, you're our source. Lord, I thank you that we'll realize that we don't do life apart from you. We do life with you. Amen. That the Lord worked with them.
confirming the word with signs following. And I thank you, Lord God, for the signs following in our lives. Lord God, we give you glory today. We honor you and we love you. We thank you for this blessed time that we've had together, Lord God. But I thank you as we leave here, Lord God, we go to make a difference in our world, Lord God. Thank you, you go with us, Lord God, because you live in us. We're never apart from you. And I thank you, Lord, this week, Lord, that we experience, Lord God, you ministering to us and ministering through us in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God.